Welcome to the Bell 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 Podcast. I am here today with my buddy Des, and we will be talking about health, fitness, and all the things in between. How are you doing today, bro? Good, man. Yeah, thanks for having me on, bro. The infamous Bill by Will podcast. I'm ready. Let's get it going, you know? Uh, this is the first episode of the new season where we're going to be diving into some kind of different things. Um, Des, I wanted to bring you on today for a lot of reasons. You, you helped me find the house. We were also in college together, fucking around and, and um, being kids. And so the first question I wanted to ask you was, you know, having been there and where you are now, where you work a lot, you're super successful, you have things kind of more aligned than you did then. Yeah. You know, what, what did that period of your life teach you, right? Because a lot of times I'll like think back to like being at the charity, drinking and partying. It was a lot of fun, but I also think it did teach me a, a few things about like being social and interacting with people, which isn't being heard of what we do. And so, you know, for you in real estate, what did that period of your life bring and teach you out? I think so, dude, just like, kind of like what you said, like fucking around and stuff like that in college was fun and stuff, right? But it kind of gets old, right? So there's a purpose to everything, you know? And as long as you like know the purpose of, or whatever you're passionate about or what your your plans are, right? That's going to pave the way for you because it's kind of like, uh, even in a fraternity, right? Yeah, there's stuff to do, people to meet, things like that. The socialization's there, but it's like what you do with that, like what you impact people of. And that's one big thing too, bro, is what made you successful in your business right now is, yeah, you still partied. Yeah, you still had a good time in college, stuff like that too. But the relationships you built, like people know you for being the fitness guru, being the fitness you know influencer now because that's the impact you left. Like if you don't, like how you're training right now, right? Like you were still working out in college, bro, right? So it's that consistent discipline you had that made it so apparent to people that now they see you as like, oh man, you know, Will was doing this in college and he was still, you know, again, partying, you know, things like that. Like it's basically just what typical college people do, but now it's still leading to your professional life where it's like, you were so consistent with that, that people see it in kind of the same way, right? Is building a relationship for a reason, as opposed to just building a relationship, just to build a relationship. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like a big, a big part of it was, you know, finding, finding it's like when you're a young, when you're a young man, you know, fresh out of high school, you know, whether you're getting hyped up at high school or not, I wasn't personally. And then I came to college kind of like found my confidence and kind of like found, you know, the ways in which communicating with people would benefit me. Right. Like at the, at the end of the day, we're all trying to get ours, right? Like you're trying to get yours. I'm trying to get mine. And I think a big part of, you know, the social aspect of fitness is, you know, yeah, like, you know, I train a lot, I work a lot and I eat a lot, but people more so want to see like how that benefits you and other areas of your life. Right. Like a thousand percent. If you're super confident in the gym, but then you're not confident when you go into a business meeting, those things don't kind of line up. A thousand percent. And so that's one thing that I learned from college that I actually like, I actually really enjoyed is that I think I did it the right way. You know, like I was in the fraternity for two years. So I had fun, you know, had a carefree time. And then after those two years were done, I had two more years and it was time to graduate. It's time to like get my first vehicle, time to get like a job and trying to like take things, take things more seriously. Yeah. I'm and so- you know, uh, we used to train together a lifetime. We were on the sales team together. And so we, we kind of share a lot of that kind of sales, sales strategy. And so how has that, how has that benefited you, you know, from going to college and being social and, you know, learning about your confidence, then going to lifetime and like being able to talk to people about like health and fitness and stuff. How has that impacted you now in real estate and how do you take that and, you know, use that? I think bro, like that, the whole lifetime, like journey we had together it was like needed. It was needed like as a bridge to get to where we are right now. Yeah, absolutely. 
not only that, right? We just learned, and it's like phases, like what you just said, right? We learned not only to actually be social and things like that and go out and about and, you know, build that confidence, but also again, now we're taking that to another level because now we're training people who are looking for that exact same thing, right? That exact same puzzle missing or something like that, right? Like, oh, you know, I, sometimes, and again, it just depends. Confidence gets built by different people for different reasons or how they build it in different reasons. But like the people that we were trying to physically like train, right? It was more than just physique. It was building the confidence to, you know, um, physically, you know, I had a client where he couldn't do a lunge or like get a, a bounty house with his girls, yeah. with his daughters. Yeah. And now he can. Like yeah. that's, that's, that's big. That's huge. Yeah. You know, like big what is, time. yeah. So what, what that does to somebody on a mental scale is limitless, you know? Yeah. And I think that's cool too, because now it's going to impact again, his future family, because now we're building habits and we're impacting more people and what you preach and stuff like that too. And how you built, built by will is you built yourself first and now you're building everyone around you. But the, the things we do aren't really necessarily like selling it's just impacting so much people on a bigger scale that now they're impacting their whole entire circle too mm -hmm. and now that just leads to generating a more you know better in the business better relationships things like that because now our sphere of influence is bigger you yeah know? and so we, and we were just talking about this before we hopped on today that uh, like you could choose to take the route of just selling houses right of just selling houses and just doing that thing but you more so decided with this team to go into more of like a management kind of role where, you know, I would say like right up front, you're probably making less money than you could. But later on down the line, you're really setting yourself up to be a big time part of this of this firm. And, you know, that that foresight is something that's that's hard to achieve. What what did you know your training career? What did that teach you? in terms of making that decision to not go and be the sales guy, but to go and be the management guy who teaches other people how to get it as well. Dude, I think it's more so just putting it, it all to like a, you know, tying it up and stuff like that. Not even just training in general, but just like that, this, it goes back to that discipline of just us working out. Right. So it's putting us and you and me and everyone, like, I think the biggest key point you could do is putting yourself into like an uncomfortable situation. Yeah. And literally that's what we do every day. Of the yeah. Day every day. Yeah. Right? You don't go to the gym and just be comfortable. Right? Yeah. And I think that's the biggest thing that I personally take away in my life and what built me or who I am today or decisions I make today is because I try to push myself to an uncomfortable situation in any aspect. And that's what bleeds through from the training, whether it's for business, uncomfortable situation, relationships, family, friends, whatever it is, um, scaling my personal goals, things like that. But uncomfortable situations is the key point because once you physically know and learn how to like deal with those and handle those, it's going to push you to be a better person. And with that, going into what you just said too, about like, how does training, you know, help and what made me decide to do that now, it's that impact, you know, it's thinking long-term instead of short, like, yeah, short-term wise for sure. Right. What we could sell a bunch of homes and stuff like that. And then, you know, basically at that point, it's just a very numbers game. Yeah. And what you're going to get burnt out and it's going to be a hamster wheel and stuff like that too. But if you could impact people to do and get the results that I have too, because being a successful realtor, you know, just as far as in the game that I've been in, it wasn't easy, but putting yourself in that comfortable position, gaining that confidence, making that discipline and stuff like that. And if I could teach that to all the agents, which I've been striving to do and, you know, managing them and seeing them physically get to that and obtain it where they didn't think they could, or they didn't know how to, that brings me the most joy. Yeah. That yeah. Me most joy. yeah, I agree. A, a big part of what I, what I preach with people, especially about nutrition is, you know, the things that I teach you, you're going to go and teach your kids. Right. And 
unfortunately our kids aren't taught nutrition in school you know we're taught the civil war and american american war all this all this bullshit that we don't use statistics calculus right. all this shit that we learned and have not used since that day yeah but with nutrition uh like teaching your kids you know how to have balance like how to have the foods you enjoy while also having the foods you need is super super important and um that i i, I would kind of compare that to you know you teaching other people how to how to eat right rather than you just going and getting yours and selling as many houses as you can and so um definitely can you know relate to the to the theme of trying to impact more people by the people that they impact right because we don't just impact directly the people that we come into contact with it's the things that we teach them that they teach other people exactly and that's the just to tee up on that point too bro like when we were at Lifetime, right? Not saying you didn't help people, right? But we helped people, yeah. right? But what was it at the end of the day because we were on a sustained schedule, right? It was mm -hmm. a numbers game, yeah. right? And look how far your business took off when it wasn't a numbers game and it was just straight up about impacting people, influencing people in the right way, you know, building those proper relationships and you had the limitless schedule and things like that. Yeah, it, it felt better. Exactly. And it led to more better business. Yeah. You know what I mean? More profits, more revenue, things like that. Naturally, as opposed to just going the other route. Absolutely. Um, another thing we talked about today before we got on is just, you know, how busy we both are and we have, we have a lot going on and, you know, fitness is really hard for a lot of people because, you know, whether it's a single mom, whether it's someone who works 60 hour weeks, whether it's, you know, someone who's just super indecisive and doesn't know which avenue to go on, like being busy is a big part of why people don't chase their goals, right? Like they're like, yeah, I'll wait until summer. I'll wait until fall. Or I'll wait until next month or next week or yet tomorrow or next year or whatever to chase those goals. And so with you being as busy as you are working 60 hour weeks, how do you make health and fitness a priority? Because that's hard for a lot of people. I personally think that, well, I'll serve myself, right? And basically kind of what my mentor told me is just like, how you do one thing is how you do everything. So in my personal standpoint, why, if you're investing in your um, work, right. In your business and stuff like that. Why wouldn't you invest in yourself? And that's the biggest thing I feel like is a key ticket, right. Is if you're investing in yourself, I think that again, how you do one thing is how you do everything. Every single bucket of your life should be great. Yeah. Family, your relationships, um, your business, your personal goals and stuff like that. So it's kind of like for us again, like teeing it back to college, bro. Yeah. We had fun, stuff like that still, but there was still a balance of, okay, no, we got to hit the gym. We got to do this. We still got to do this. You know, work always comes before play, but that doesn't mean you just don't play either. Yeah. And it's, you know, but the biggest thing is having those discipline habits, those disciplinary actions to where it's not even a necessarily like, oh, I need to go to the gym. It's like a, it's, it's a staple. It's like I wake up. Yeah. And you know, this, you know, yeah. On your, on or off days, you're just like, like it's an off Anxious, day. Like, I'm just trying to sleep, you know, to go to the gym again tomorrow. Yeah. And it's, that's how I feel with everything though. Like I'm just trying to, see, I, I want to start the day off tomorrow. I want to go you know, help some agents. I want to help my clients. I want to help sell these homes, things like that. Like I just get excited for everything overall. And I think that if somebody knew how to invest in themselves on the health side and how much, and I, of course people know it's just hard that the fine line of, they just don't do it. Right. But if somebody knew how worthwhile it is to invest in yourself, like health wise and how much it would benefit and impact the rest of their whole entire aspects, work relationships, business, things like that be crazy yeah and 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 something that i've been talking with um victoria about recently is you know social media everybody shows you know the areas that they're excelling in right and we have we both have a lot of good things going for us 
I know, I know I struggle with bringing the same level of commitment to, you know, seeing my family or talking to my brother or maybe taking Victoria out on dates or stuff like that compared to, you know, with work, none, none, none of that shit slides. Right. And so with all the good things that you have going for you, right. All the things you do it right. What would you say is the one area that you need to pay more attention to that you're not in order to kind of, you know, bring that up as well? That's a great question, bro, by the way. That's a super good question. But I would say for right now, man, it would be myself. So like the biggest thing that I try to do is I'll try to, all my buckets of what I need to do, I'll try to fulfill that first, whether it's for agents, family, uh, girlfriend, <laughs> um, you know, uh, my personal actual work stuff. So you're saying you struggle with like putting yourself first. That time, yeah, that's, that's, the, that's the first thing I'll give away, right? So if I have to do stuff for family, girlfriend, or um, friends or something like that, or agents, stuff like that. I'll do that first. And then at the end of the day, I'll focus on my personal mm-hmm. stuff, right? Which could still be, again, a negative connotation because what, now I'm sacrificing sleep. Yeah. Now I'm skipping some meals, but I'll still, I'll always at the end of the day, eat that. Right? Yeah, like I'll, yeah. Yeah. I'll stay up till two in the morning yeah. sometimes and eat it. It's just, the sleep is for sure the biggest importance, you yeah. know, but that, that's the first thing that goes. And so, and I think a lot of people can relate to that, you know, parents, and just people that work a shit ton and like live in their careers, right? I was talking to to my buddy Joe about this recently is that like, I am a trainer, but I don't want to be a trainer necessarily. Like, I don't want people to know me as just a trainer. As just Bill Boat, right? exactly. And so, um, you know, it's hard to be selfish and do things for myself. That's one thing that I've I found recently in my life that I've kind of, I feel like I've done a good job in is like looking out for me because at the end of the day, I mean, we, we pour into all these different buckets, but then our glass is empty, right? And then the quality in which we're pouring becomes worse because we're coming from the reserves, right? We're pulling from the reserves. Like we're pulling from reserve sleep, reserve dates that you maybe haven't taken your girl out on or, you know, you haven't gone and see your mom or all those things. And so with that being said, and with, you know, yourself being an area that you want to focus more on, what would you say is like one thing that you could do for yourself that would set yourself up better? The biggest thing is either just basically dividing it a little bit more. It's kind of like what you said too, right? You're not giving yourself or anybody like all of you if you're not fully at your 100%. So it's very important. And again, that's what a lot of people don't see too because both of us on social media, right? We're like, go, go, go. Like there's always shit we're doing, right? There's nonstop like just work, you know, working out, fitness related, um, client calls, things like that. But they also, again, don't see like what you said, the downside of we do take breaks too. And actually, you know, sometimes they do, right? You went to the Miami game, Florida. Mm-hmm. I went to Vegas, things like that. Like it's important to recharge in that. And I've, I've learned this over time too, to where you need those recharge moments and those relaxation moments to just paradigm shift up to another level, yeah. you know, because once you come back refreshed fully, you're just giving 110% instead of 100%. And that's something that's very important that I'm more cognitive of now too, to be self-aware of because- if you're present in all your moments of life, not just work, not just, you know, a uh, friendship, not family, not just girlfriend, things like that. If you're present in every single aspect, oh, that's when you have complete control of yourself. That's when your confidence is all just at a whole nother level. That's when everything aligns. So you're saying, you know, the one thing that could make, make you better would be to take more time to recharge. Yeah, absolutely. And so what do you, you know, obviously going on trips is dope, right? But like day to day, what do you do to recharge? Gym. Yeah. <laughs> you know that. Yeah, Jim. Absolutely. That's that, that's that decompressing time, right? So that's like a non-negotiable to me, right? And that's, that's the biggest thing. I feel like 
going into this too, and a lot of people, right, you know, think of this fitness as in like, oh, like more of a chore, like, oh man, I have to go to the gym. Yeah. And it's like, dang, like I don't look forward to it. But like when you transition your mind and rewire it to where it's like, dang, I look forward to it. It's, you're going to be such a powerful human being because that's the best thing you can do for your body. What we do to decompress, other people do like, okay, like, oh, I can't wait to get off of work and have a beer yeah. or drink wine yeah. or, you know, do this or smoke or whatever it is. Right. But those, it's kind of the same because that's decompression. Device. It's a, exactly. Device. Everybody has their vice. Exactly. And that's a difference. Yeah. And, and, and a vice can be a negative thing. Like, like you said, like on Wednesdays, like I'm like an anxious, an anxious ball of just, just bad. Like I. I, I hate it because I didn't start off my my week with a workout or my day with my day with a workout and everything seems to fall apart. And then I have a bunch of meetings on Wednesdays because I don't work out. And so on top of not working out, I'm also like super, super busy. And then it just kind of stacks on. Exactly. And so with that being said, you know, what is like a direct correlation that you've seen in your in your work from taking care of business at the gym, right? Like not something vague, like I show up better for others, right? But like, What's something specific that you've learned that you do better on days you do go to the gym versus days that you don't? Like for me, on days that I don't go to the gym, I don't have a lot of positive self-talk. Whenever I go to the gym and start my day with something hard and I yeah. achieve it, I feel like I'm more positive when I talk to myself in my head 100%. versus on Wednesdays, I feel like I kind of put myself down a lot. Yeah. And so that kind of like, in the middle of the week, that puts me in a precarious situation, right? Like the next day I'm able to hype myself up again because I'm back at the gym, right? But that day it's not good. And so what, what is one specific thing that you're able to benefit from on the days you do go to the gym? It's like fine tuning, right? So once you, and I, I read a book too, it's rich dad, poor dad, right? But it's just putting yourself first. And this is one thing that I've noticed, you know, over the course of the years too, that to get your self-talk positive and stuff like that for your clients, things like that too, and the day to go smoother. I like to go to the gym the first, like the, the very yeah, first thing I wake too. up, right? Right in the morning. And that's because you already challenged yourself. You're already doing something for yourself. You did the hardest thing you have to do. Exactly. Right. And that's the hardest thing, but also it just makes my whole day just feel like I can just tackle anything. Like I accomplish anything because at the end of the day, I already did what I needed to do and I'm decompressing. And again, I already put myself in an uncomfortable situation that I like to do anyway. So the whole entire day is just kind of free flowing to where it's like, oh, like what's next? Like, come on. Yeah. And then on the days that you don't, right, what do you see that you struggle with? The biggest thing is just making sure that I have that self-awareness of, hey, I didn't decompress today. So I need to figure that so out. You're kind of like take uptight. The t- exactly. Right. Like you're like, again, where it's kind of like on edge where it's just Irritable. like, oh man, like yeah. I need to, I need to do something to decompress. Right. And <laughs> it's usually, you know, like what you said too, I keep that cognitive my brain, my mind. And what I do is just read like I audible a lot, bro. Okay. And the audible, like I'll just replace that with the gym. Right. So even my appointments, when I go to the appointments or I'll drive around on the way, like that, yeah. if I don't have anything, I'll, I'll just listen to Audible. I'll listen to music sometimes for sure, but the Audible helps 100% because now it's just like reflecting on things that I want to know or I'm, I should be self-aware of. And it's always a good reminder to be self-aware of things and, you know, on your emotional like sense. I think just being self-aware of what you said too, like, you know, Wednesdays are you going to feel that way. So it's kind of like, how can I prep to not feel that exactly, way? Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like one thing that I decided to start with this week is I don't, I, I don't usually take clients in the morning on Wednesdays because I have meetings starting at 11, but I decided to start taking a client on Wednesday. So that way, at least I'm at the gym and I can stretch for 30, 45 minutes, do like some light cardio on the bike and 
feel something, right? Like like a like a little a little bit. <laughs> just, just like a, mm. just like a little taste. Just like to get off the edge. You're yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. oh man, yeah, exactly. I did something today. <laughs> exactly. And so um as far as Audible goes, um, I'm not too much of an audiobook guy. I've I've heard some really good ones. Probably my favorite, just because he he narrates it is Matthew McConaughey's Green Lights. Have you ever okay, yeah, have I've you ever yeah. listened to that one? Uh what would you say what what is the book that you would say you would recommend to people? My all-time favorite book. And I'd, I'd use this book almost like every time. I, I'd, I'd probably read it like three times a, a year. It's called The Four Agreements. I don't know if you guys ever heard it, but it's amazing. Four Agreements, it, it not only just like recenters yourself as in like your self-awareness, but and also self-awareness for others. I teach some agents too, where I'm very big on non-negotiables. And I like stack it up to where like you have a personal non-negotiable that you do every day and it bleeds through the whole year. Uh, others, right? Like somebody else's personal goal that you do every day that bleeds on the others. And then also a business goal, right? Which also, again, I personally think having those, all the three aligned and you hit them all at the same time, it just free flows everything. You, yeah, know, you like can't that. have one without the other, but the four agreements is really good too. Really, really top tier book. Every time I feel kind of like just offset or offset or something like that, I like to read it to where I just kind of refocus and readjust because everybody needs a reminder. Yeah. And it's super good just because it makes you real self-aware of your flaws. And I think that a lot of people know they have flaws, but they're not self-aware of them or they're kind of in denial about it to where they don't want to fix it. Yeah. What are your flaws? Just working too much yeah that's it <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, got one you know, not working and don't get me wrong we're at an age to work right but like i'm self-aware of it and when i feel like damn okay like i worked like 12 hours today you know like need to chill like and you know and it's it's the basics of uh just being in it and in, into a marathon right is making sure that yeah i want to get to where point a to point b is now but we're also again in the gym like that to where it's like damn i want to hit this pr right now or damn like i want to hit this weight right now right but it's like you can't build up to that because what happens you injure yourself and you do right same thing, right? So if you overwork too much, it's that decompression, that R&R time to where you realize that. And then if you get enough of that and then you balance it, you're going to hit it faster than you ever thought. With how busy you are, you know, I have my go-to foods that I, that I, that I go to when I know Absolutely. I'm on the go, right? I saw one right uh, yeah, there. as you have some right here. Yeah. But what would you say are some of your go-to foods, like really, really when you're on the go? And then let's tie back into what you said about like eating at 2 a.m., like what's, so give me your, give me your like go-to snacks and foods and then give me like a really big meal that's easy to put down for someone who's been working all day. Go-to snack and food for sure. Smoothie, bro. And yeah. you know this too. Oh, yeah. you know, berries, almond milk, stuff like that. Two scoops of protein about easy. Yeah. Easy, <laughs> you know, peanut butter too. Easy six, seven, eight hundred calories, yeah. right? Bulk meal, bro. I swear. And you can ask my girlfriend too. <laughs> yeah. I'll meet and she'll sleep before me. But like, if I'm like a thousand calories out, and I'll try not to. There'll be some days where it's like, damn, okay, I need to get some fast food or something like that, right? Yeah. Or I try to stay very stern too, just because again, it's that, it's just that discipline structure, but yeah, pasta, bro. Yeah. Brown rice pasta. I'll, I'll have like a you thousand. Said brown calories. rice pasta? Brown rice pasta. Bro. They, sprouts, bro. Sprouts, sprouts, brown rice. Yeah. Okay. And Firehouse? Yeah, yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. Spaghetti noodles, bro. And then I'll either make that with chicken or beef or, you know, or salmon, whatever it is. And I'll just like stir fry it with like lemon sauce and Super stuff. Super easy to get Easy down. thousand calories, but. Eating it at like one in the morning is, oh, you know, it's like, okay. That's brutal. Exactly. That's a lot. Exactly. That's a lot of food. Okay. Um, but what about like, besides a shake? Because I know, I know most people know shakes, right? So let's try to get into something that's. Substance. I mean, that most people might not have, right? Like those sweet potato sticks from Costco, 53 grams of carbs. Don't ask me how I know that specifically. Super good. Super that, easy yeah, to go down that. And just Costco in general for like healthier snacks. What would you say like? Like not a shake, but like a go, like, like give me like three or four like go-to snacks. I would say 
some like jerky, but also the, the one thing too is like just protein bars, like the field bars, phenomenal, super good. Um, one of my favorites too, quest bars, phenomenal because of fiber too, super good. So if I'm like on the go and stuff like that, I'll either get one of those or I'll get like a very light meal, like something like something that's like a, like a wrap, but I'll make the wrap really, you know, healthy. Like again, no cheese, stuff like that. Something that I could just grab and go and eat. But other than that, yeah, those are my kind of staples. Just Absolutely. Protein bars, smoothies, wraps. All right, cool. And then if we're at the gym, you're at the gym for, let's just give you 45 minutes. You walked in, you just finished a meeting. You have another meeting in an hour. You have to leave in 45 minutes and you have an upper body workout. I know that feeling, yeah. Take me through the entire upper body workout. What movements are you doing? How are you, how are you going about it? Dude, it, what's weird too is that like as the time goes by, bro, like I don't do a lot of like volume no more and I like effectively feel and get stronger and yeah. stuff like that. But if it was 45 minutes. Yeah, take me through it. For sure. It would be a circuit. Yeah, <laughs> right, but sure. Soon, as soon as but, you walk in, what like are you a doing? chest and back exercise for sure. I would 2% incline, probably incline barbell, superset with pull-ups three or four rounds. And then after that, I'll do like a chest supported T-bar row. So like a heavier movement and then a fly. Okay. Those incline cable fries, bro. I'm telling you. Dude, yeah. I'm telling you. Those incline cable yeah. fries. Those are it. That's those are my like, new that's favorite the, cable movement. That's the movement. move, yeah. That stretch. And then after that, I'll probably do another movement of either like a burnout, like a lat pullover, you know, like a lat cable pullover, or, and then another like either neutral grip press or incline again, just because I've been trying to work on incline and putting okay. them out. So you'll hit your incline twice. Incline twice, yeah. To try and grow the, you know, so that way I want to be able to rest my head like on my chest yeah just exactly. like sleep like on the airplane you know like those neck pillows yeah i just want to have my own you don't even need one no, no, no. Just... i just want like a chin pillow <laughs> i just want to be able to lay down and exactly be able to sleep. exactly like that's been a, been a target of mine too and so um we talked a little bit about you know our past um i think that's one one reason we we, we connected pretty well on yeah. i i knew you vaguely in college i don't think i liked you to be honest i didn't know anything we didn't about know you each other. yeah i mean, didn't know we anything, didn't know anything each about other, each other yeah. i would just see you like across the pool I was like, I don't fucking like that guy, you know? Um, but whenever That's I got funny. to know you more, I learned more about like our common upbringing. And I think a big part of both of our lives is growing up with a single mom. And so with that being said, you know, how has that shaped kind of like what you're doing today? And then like how you approach your relationship with your girlfriend? Cause that's one of the, it's one of the more consistent relationships I've seen. And I don't see y'all ever having a lot of drama. You don't ever look pissed off. You don't ever look like y'all are fighting, none of that shit. And so, yeah, how, how has that relationship with your mom it, it both impacted your current relationship and in addition to like what you do? I would, and I'll, I'll tie this in with business and personal training and stuff like that too, bro. But yeah, dude, what that like instilled in us is like, we could have took it in a bad way, I guess, right? But like, it's kind of like a, now we know what not to do. Mm -hmm. That's what I tell people the all biggest, the time. Yeah. The biggest thing is I would say is now I know what not to do. Right. So it's kind of like, Oh, well some people in the life too are like, you know, and growing up without dad or something like that, uh -huh. like how do, what do you do? You know, and stuff like that. Like mm -hmm. what, you know, who gauges you and stuff like that. But yeah. ultimately too, my mom's a huge impact of what I do. And I'm sure you're, you, yeah, your mom time. is too for sure. And she's taught me lessons and still that are just literally unexchangeable. They're priceless, you know? And the biggest cognitive thing that I, I'm very grateful for is making sure that everything I do in my life with knowing that that uncomfortable situation or circumstance or whatever, like a bad circumstance that we had it, I guess it wasn't really bad because it built us to who we are today. Yeah. You know what I mean? And as long as you know that, and you think about the other resonations of other things, like, and you tie that in with what I just said, right? Like, you know what to do now and know what not to do super easy it helps a lot right because same thing as you know personal training right you see some personal trainers online you see some trainers just 
you know, doing things with their clients and things like that. And it's probably not what you should do. You yeah. know what I mean? But now you know. Selling again, fat loss pills. Exactly. Stuff like that. Right. So now you're, you know what not to do and you could easily do things again. And it's, it takes a very, I think true power personally to me is like, it takes a very confident, strong person to where they know they can do certain things and it may not be right. And they, they have the ability to just not do it. You know what I mean? They, they know that they're not going to do it anyway, because at the end of the day, they, they have a distinction of that, you know, and you know what to do and what not to do. And again, you know, you could go this route, but going the other route is the biggest power you could have as a person. Yeah. Yeah. That's one thing that I've learned is that, you know, I had a lot of male role models growing up, my grandpa, my uncles, my brother to a degree. Um, and you know, I had a lot of positive versions of, you know, what a good man does. And then I was, I was kind of shown what a man who's not good does Exactly. Well. But I know I have, I have some of the qualities of my dad. He's very persistent and I've thankfully, you know, most of the, I would say 87% of the time I'm able to kind of make that a positive thing. 87%, pretty specific. Yeah. I'm able to make it a positive thing. Sometimes I kind of will go and, you know, make it a negative thing when it doesn't need to be, yeah. but nonetheless, we are part where we're yeah our dads will always be a part of us and so um you know growing up one of the one of the biggest things that my mom my mom taught me which was super important to me and in my relationship is just never going to be upset because at the end of the day you can just not wake up right and you know it's it's super deep when you talk about it but my mom and i we would fight dude because it was just her and i especially like that last year my senior year it was just just her and i together in, in in our first apartment and we would fight dude but then we would, we would always kind of round it, round it about at the end of the day and talk about what we were thinking and how we were feeling. And so I feel like that's a big part of me and my relationship today is like, I will over communicate rather than under. That's the biggest thing. And so what is something that, you know, being raised with a single mom has taught you to bring into your relationship that has made you, you know, just better? Just exactly like what you said, you know, just being communicative. I think that's the biggest factor for any relationship, whether it's business or personal or significant other, as long as you're communicative with anything and everything, I'd feel like almost anything could get fixed. And that's what a lot of people don't do is they'll either try to hide it or sugarcoat it, or they'll get it to the point where it's like what you said, right? Where it's like, it's just building up, building up. And then out of nowhere, they're going to explode. Cause it's like, damn, like I, you know, I can't take this anymore. I can't do this, but it's because those little things that were occurring or something that happened and stuff like that you just didn't address it you didn't yeah. communicate it yeah and that's the biggest thing is as long as the communication is clear and, and i never get in an argument with my girl you know andrea like she just she's very well first of all she's super sweet and chill and stuff like that that's why we're you know we're together and stuff like that but she's not an argumentative person i'm not an argumentative person too and if there is a problem we just communicate it right then and there uh -huh. before it even leads to an argument yeah. because at that point what you're nipping it at a very small level yeah. as opposed to building it up, yeah. you know, exactly. same thing with business. So, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Um, I think a big part of what, another thing my mom taught me is that like, there's no time to be passive just because like she had two sons. She was trying to, she had a full-time job, was working 60 hours a week. She didn't have time mm -hmm. for us to be, to try to be reading our minds, right? Like try to be reading our minds and seeing how we're feeling. She'd be like, like what, like what, like what is it? Exactly. And, and, that kind of has driven me successfully with clients is that, you know, a lot of passive, passive clients can be challenging because, you know, handling things proactively, like you said, with your girlfriend versus reactively, you know, it, it's, it's hard because, you know, when something first comes up immediately, like for example, um, 
I might just be a little bit too stern or too with my client about them not tracking their food this week, right? Last week, they told me like, hey, I'm going to track my food every single day. I'm going to make sure that I'm tracking my food and hitting my macros and then we'll check in. And they didn't do that, right? And then I'll be like, hey, like you told me you were going to do that. Why didn't you do that, right? I've had clients that tell me immediately like, hey, I really had a rough week. Can you just kind of take it easy on me? I had a rough week, right? Versus we'll have that same conversation. And then three weeks later, they'll bring it up. Then they're like, you know, you just been kind of like, I've been kind of scared to talk to you about my food because you've kind of been on me about it. And it's, um, everybody's different, right? Some people are more confrontational. Some people are more or or less, right? I wouldn't say I'm confrontational necessarily, but I'm very direct. I don't like to have like that gray area. Personally, I'm like, like, what is it, you know? And so that's something that I've learned that my mom kind of taught me is, you know, not to be that passive person and not in like an aggressive way, but just more so like in an accountable way. Like, hey, this is what you said you were going to do. Why didn't you do it? Right. And so um, that was a big thing that my mom that my mom taught me. What would you say is something that your mom taught you that you're able to use here at work? Like directly being selfless. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And I think that tees back with what your mom, cause I met your mom that she's super sweet too. Yeah. But the biggest thing my mom taught me is all her life and she's been doing things for others, whether it's like her family, you know, her parents, things like that, her siblings, uh, my, you know, me and my sister, things like that. She's the most like selfless person I know. And that's the biggest thing though too. Right. And it can be a double-edged sword though too. But at the end of the day, like she's always taught me too, like helping others will lead to your result of like, you know, you're, you're in, gonna, end game, yeah. Exactly, your end game, right? Like, I've, I'm a firm believer too, and it's a quote by book by Zig Ziglar, right? You can have anything you want, as long as other people get what they want, right? So if you're coming into you know a relationship or a business meeting or anything like that, right? And it makes sense with what my mom instilled in me because if you're just always thinking selfish, right? And you're like, oh, what's in it for me? What are, what do you what, you know? What is this going to give me out of? Why is this worth my time? Things like that. That's a very, I guess, very closed minded mentality and i feel like you know going into anything and everything if you think the opposite of oh you know well i want to do this for this you know this person or how could i help you or how could i do this it's going to lead to everything relationships absolutely you know um bonds just things that you could have never imagined just by being a very helpful person i think we're personally in this world to help other people absolutely yeah and that's one thing that she instilled and, you know, amples amount on me at yeah. growing up. So that's one of the biggest parts of, of the Build by Will brand is, you know, yes, I'm Will and you're kind of built by me, right? Whether it's online or in person, but you're also built by, by yourself, by your own willpower and to get things done. And, you know, um, I always like to kind of think back now that we're grown, right? Like yeah, we had a single mom, they did it, right? We're successful. Oh, now, yeah. What would you tell single parents that are raising kids right now? something, you know, having been the kid that was raised by a single mom, I personally would tell single parents to be a little bit more selfish. Like I wish my mom, my mom has loved sports her entire life. I wish she would, she would have worked out. Right. I wish, I wish that, you know, she would have gone and done more things for her rather than like holding back on everything that she wants to do for me. Right. Like my mom just got her teeth fixed. Her teeth have been messed up her whole life. And so she, she went and spent like a fat, I remember, yeah, she was yeah, telling me, yeah. To get her feet, to her teeth fixed, but now she's smiling, dude. My mom It was never, a beautiful moment. Yeah, yeah, my mom never smiled. And so being raised by the single parent and being successful now, what advice would you give single parents, you know, with that information? 
I would personally, the same kind of exact way as you, man, is I had the discussion with my mom the other day too, of like, uh, and it's hard because we're not in the shoes of having a, a kid and stuff like that yet, but, or, you know, raising somebody, but being selfish, I wouldn't say is like the right version, but like being more aware of like, do things for you. So that way, because it's going to, and at the end result, still help, you know, like it's still going to help the family. It's still going to help everything, you know, like losing track of your own life isn't really good because now you're living for somebody else. And that's a bad thing too, you know? So living for the the purpose of still making sure that you're happy, making sure that you're not just in a fluid state of motion and you're self-aware of like, just you need to do things for you still too is very important because it's going to also instill, you know, for your children and your loved ones and everybody around a single um, parent, you know, that you could get all this stuff done. And it's, it's honestly like a superhero, you know, like a superwoman. Absolutely. It's just getting that. all this stuff done. Yeah. And on top of that, still, you, you still have time to get, get, you know, do your nails, do your hair. You still have time to do sports, do the things you love and stuff like that. And that's like the biggest blessing is it's kind of like what you what we talked about, right? It's just decompressing. That's how like people should, should live and strive. For. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've seen that now that I've, now that I've, I've, I've been not living with my mom for, nine years now and um you're so close by too, yeah man. yeah yeah absolutely but now that i now that i'm seeing her kind of do those things that make her happy it's super cool it's super, yeah, dope. super rewarding yeah it's like that full circle moment. exactly and what's cool too is like we're, it's just we're both in the we're we're both in the driver's seat of like helping our mom reach to that point where like okay now they're like you know they're situated stuff like that like now they have the time and you know the finances to focus on just like living for themselves whatever they know? want to do and that's the biggest blessing i personally think right Providing for other people, especially loved ones, is huge, you know. And another key point, too, is just those two lessons that my mom taught me were very, very important and helped me who I am today, too, right? But same thing, like, my, my significant other, Andrea, right? She taught me one big thing, too, that's super important, too. And again, I think, like, for any relationship, even mine and yours, right, like, we have benefits of each other that we bounce off mutually to where it benefits us, you know what I mean? And she is very, very patient as a person. And believe me, I'm... It's hard kind of dealing because I'm not, I'm just not patient. Yeah. You know, that's Victoria. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm not I'm, patient I'm, I'm at all. I'm the super patient one. Yeah. I'm like, you know, I'm like, no, like let's, let's yeah. do this or I need to, you know, and like instantly. And she's taught me a lot to slow down. And I think it's very important too, to realize that too. I wasn't like offensive. I was just missing that. Right. So she enhanced that side of me because now the patients bleed through, bleed through everything. Right. My relationships, my business, um, you know, even my workout, stuff like that. Like just being patient and being present is super beautiful too, because now you're enjoying the moment. Like even with, and I'm sure again, we have clients, we deal with clients on a regular basis, whether yeah. we go on vacation or not. Right. But being patient enough to where it's not like an anxious, like, oh, I need to reply to all this stuff like right away, or I mm -hmm. need to do this. Yeah. But it's good to just be patient and disconnect and just be very present in the moment. You know, that's something that speaks volumes of what she taught me too. And I love her for that. Yeah. Yeah. That's been a, that's been a new thing not answering texts has been a, has been a new thing that I've, I've made a superpower putting you, putting your phone on, do not disturb and just going to bed. And I know you're OCD too, because yeah, you know, I it's hate like, him. I hate like, having I need him on Yeah. Like, yeah. Especially if someone texts you like, you know, at 11, you're inside for the same thing as me. I'll answer right there. Dude. I'll just be like, Hey, okay. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. And then they're like, come on, like, what are you doing? And you're like, yeah, no, it's like, it's working, you know, <laughs> you know, but patience is important. Man. Yeah. yeah. What, what advice would you give a young professional who is working 50 to 70 hours a week in order and they where they want to live a healthier lifestyle they want to incorporate the things what, what what would be the first three simple steps you would give them to 
living a healthier life and having more balance with fitness and health when they work so much? It's the biggest factor that somebody could ever do for themselves. Yeah. Is put themselves in an uncomfortable situation. Okay. Putting yourself in an uncomfortable situation, which is again, 60, 70 hour weeks. Yeah. It's, you know, a lot of people are afraid. A lot of people are like, man. And the reason why people don't put themselves in uncomfortable situations is because they're scared. They're unknown. They're, they're like, they're afraid, afraid of rejection, afraid, afraid of not finishing the project, afraid of failure. But it's those things that make you grow, you know, like how we are today is because we put ourselves in uncomfortable situations. Working those 50 to 60, 70 hour weeks is going to pay off, you know. What if, and that's the biggest thing where a lot of people's mindset is like, what if I don't do this? What if I don't accomplish this? What if this doesn't happen, right? So step one, you would tell them to step into that, right? And stop being scared of it. Step into that role. And so what's, what's step two, right? When they step into it, they've come to terms with it. And what's next? Keeping that balance. Yeah, I think the biggest thing that a lot of people don't know is if you're just not balanced with everything, of course, that one thing you're focused on is going to be great in your life, but everything else in your life is going to aspect and diminish down. And I think that's the worst because once all those diminish down- Then you got to put time into those other things and then that goes down and then it's- And then that long-term wise though too, if you lose everything achieving that one goal, and it doesn't have to be business, it could be anything. It'd be, you know, chasing that one girl or guy or chasing, you know, um, a milestone for your personal goal, like a fitness or workout, or just being over-consumed of one thing you lose all the other things and then that thing you accomplish will slowly go down as well. And then what? You're left at square one. And I think that's the biggest thing is the balance actually helps you kind of like what we were just talking about, right? Where you're recharging and you're making sure now that you're giving 100% of you to your business, your family, your friendships, your loved ones, things like that. And a lot of people don't understand that, that again, how you do one thing is how you do everything to where it kind of just tees everything up to where you're living that balanced life and you're actually living to live you know, and living to actually like have a purpose as opposed to just living to just achieve that one consumed goal. And then the third thing, I would say invest in, invest in themselves, man. That's the biggest thing too, you know, and that's what you preach all the time, right? Being built by will and stuff like that. And your brand and stuff is they need to invest in themselves. And I guarantee you without, you know, without a doubt in my mind, every single one of Will's clients too, that do invest in yourself, that listen to that and stuff like that. They've not only gotten results, but I guarantee you probably your stories like that too. Like, man, oh, I can finally walk again. Or, oh man, I'm even doing better at work or I'm having more energy levels. I'm having doing this and this. I and mean, that's what a lot of people think is counterintuitive is like if they, if they don't work out or if they don't put themselves first, they just don't have time for anything else, but it gives you more time because you feel better. Absolutely. Yeah. That's one of the biggest things is, is that um, ever since I started, I don't do progress pictures personally. Um, like if, if they want to do them, then by all means, but I don't harp on that because I think it creates a negative connotation to like, you have to look better, be getting results. Mm-hmm. And so a, a big part of how I like to track my clients' progress is asking them those small things, right? Like, how are you going into your workplace? Like whenever you come home from work, are you, be, are you able to play with your kids, right? Like whenever you start your day, are you in a positive mindset, right? Like after this workout, how are you feeling, right? Are you feeling like a badass? Are you feeling defeated? If they are feeling defeated, like how can we how can we kind of counteract that, right? And so um, that's a it's a big part of health and fitness. You know, whenever people think you know invest in yourself, that's like whenever I say it, they're like, yeah, well, you're just telling me to hire you. I'm like, well, no, right? At the end of the day, like today, I hired a plumber. He's coming at five o'clock because I actually flushed one of those fucking Clorox things <laughs> down the toilet, right? On a new house, man. Yeah, dude, yeah. A, a brand new house, right? <laughs> At the end of the day, could I could I probably get it out? Maybe eventually, right? I had to take a lot of time, 
I would waste a lot of time, would probably waste a lot of money, might really fuck some shit up. Yeah. Or I can hire the plumber. He can do it right the first time. It's going to cost me a little bit more money. But at the end of the day, I'm going to get there faster, right? And so like, that's, that's, what, that's what I do as, as well as you, right? Like they don't need to hire, hire you, right? I, 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 I could have gotten a house by myself. No, I couldn't have, but I, 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 I could have <laughs> never done it without this guy. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, hiring a coach is just about accelerating that process, right? And learning more. I appreciate you taking the time to talk with me today. Yeah, absolutely. Again, it's an honor. I, I, I wanted to say thank you big time for helping me get a house. And I wanted to leave with one more question for that is, you know, when you're self-employed, getting a house is really fucking hard. It's really fucking hard because the whole time you're writing all this shit off because you're trying to not pay as much as you possibly can, right? You're trying to save money as much as you possibly can and getting a house is super, super hard. And so with that being said, just very quickly before we wrap this up, what are three tips you would give someone who's self-employed to get their house? The biggest thing is, you know, just beginning with the end in mind, right? So you want to make sure that like what Will said and that we both had struggles like that getting our homes, right? Is if you're planning on getting a house, it's kind of like what Will said, you could get somebody, um, you know, to help you. And that's the biggest aspect is because you're going to get there faster. You're going to know the objectives. You're going to know what to do and things like that. Yes, you could learn it on yourself, but it's a lot harder and it's a lot stressful and you may, you may fuck up, you know what I mean? You may fuck up. You may lose that house that you wanted. Yeah. So it just depends, you know, but the biggest thing is for sure getting ahead of the curve, you know, same thing. And this ties back with the health and fitness, just knowing what you have to do beforehand, getting with somebody to make sure that you're game planning an action plan where you're following that, again, that routine or what you need to do to get ahead of the curve of whether it's a year or two from now, or even 30 or 60 days, you know, cause that was a surprise for you. Yeah. We got to the house. Yeah, you know? it was super fast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but yeah, we, shit, we got shit, it done. Shit started happening like super, super quick. You'll hear this in the market a lot, right? Like, oh, you know, a lot of like entrepreneurs and stuff like that and independent business owners is like, well, why would I do that, right? Because I can just rent and it can be attacked by offer. I can just do this or do this and I can do that, right? And it's going to be better. But ultimately too, it needs to work out for the person individually, right? So it could be better for rent but you could also write off things for rent for your actual home that you buy. You could also write off the interest rate in your mortgage payment and stuff like that at the end of the year. It just depends on if you need that space and stuff like that, because we got this house for this man and there's some dope things coming. I'm super excited. Okay. I, don't know, I don't know if I can share it yet, but I'm, I, yeah, we'll leave it under the wraps. Yeah, cool stuff. There's coming. some dope stuff coming. I'm super excited to hear. I'm super happy to just be a part of this, you know, this man's success and stuff like that too, bro. Appreciate you. I appreciate you even like thinking of me to help you, you know, to get that first step in that journey of the home. But second thing for sure, you need to make sure to do what's right if it's the best thing route for you. Another keynote of knowing that though, as an independent business owner and stuff like that, is you need to make sure if the step is right for you, which means you need to talk to somebody to game plan. And the third thing is too, is I know it's very scary and I know this sounds cliche, but the biggest thing is just have fun with it. You know, I know in the beginning you're like, oh, oh man, like, dude, you're like, oh, let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, let's go. Start looking you know? at your finances. Exactly. And, like, oh, and then, you know, yeah. it's super fun, exciting, but also again, throughout the process, especially being a first time owner, you know, it can be scary. It's like, oh, you know, shit, what did I get myself? Like, what am I doing? I, I don't know any of this. Today. I was yeah. like, I don't. Yeah. You're like, I don't, I, I don't like, know I'm anything. I'm going to fuck this up right? if I try to do this myself. Exactly. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Right. But the biggest thing is as long as you have fun with it, enjoy the process. Learn as you go to, and that's the biggest thing that we both preach, right, is you don't just get a personal trainer just to get a personal trainer. You don't just get a realtor to just get a realtor, right? You get these two people too to, and, you know, and any, almost any other business owner is to teach you, right, to educate you in the process to where now 
you're and it builds up like what you said, right? The confidence is like, oh shit, like I know how to do this workout. If I go to the gym alone now, oh, I know how to go through the housing process again. If I had to explain to somebody or go through it alone now. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing is just making sure that you're enjoying it and learning from the process. Yeah. Cool, man. Uh, where, where could people follow you, learn more about you, reach out to you, et cetera, et cetera? Probably Instagram. It'd be, um, Desmond, D-E-Z-M-O-N underscore Realtor, R-E-A-L-T-O-R. And yeah, that's it. Awesome, man. I appreciate, having, appreciate you having me on today, bro. Let's get it. Built by Will.